0: Hey guys, so we are on the last Thursday of March. We have celebrated some amazing women from the Bible so far. For this last episode, I wanted to switch it up and invite a guest named Titi from Operation Plan Your Wedding. In this episode, we discuss the strength of a woman, preparing yourself for marriage, and the lovely Esther from the Bible. I hope you guys are blessed by this episode as much as I was. hey guys welcome back to another episode of confessions of a christian chick my name is amanda and i'm very excited to be back with another episode today i have a special guest her name is titi but i'll let her go ahead and fully introduce herself
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Titi Lakwa Uluashala. I am the visionary founder of Operation Plan Your Wedding, um, which exists to assist single women, especially after God's heart, to embark on their journey of preparing for godly marriage and uh, planning their future wedding by faith. Please feel free to follow us at Operation PYW on Instagram and stay up to date to the latest events and programs we are offering. Thank you for having me, Amanda.
0: No problem. Thank you for being here. So you said planning your wedding by faith. So that is, that sounds very interesting. And we're going to go a lot more into it. But I want to ask you, like, what inspired you to create this platform?
1: So there's such a, you know, um, what I like to consider a Garden of Eden experience that I had with God, June 2019, And to sum it all up, it was God and a a God idea birthed from a subconscious need to understand how to prepare for the marriage I was encouraged and I also desired to believe God for. Um, So growing up as a believer, as a Christian, you know, they often tell you, pray for your future marriage, pray for your future, pray for your children, pray for your husband. And I was like, this is all great. And I'm hearing a lot of do's and don'ts. But nobody's really teaching me how to prepare for this godly marriage. Like, this is a blessing that also that also should be stewarded. Um, so how do I do that? Um, so in having a conversation with a friend about, you know, ranting about men are trash, men are not trash, there are some trash. <laughs> and if you happen to know a few, correct them and call them out. Um, but we had that, you know, bad, toxic ideology from painful experiences that we kind of just decided to make a blanket statement. And the next day, God was like, you need to, I, an, an idea I shared with the friend, which was, hey, let's plan our future wedding by faith instead of continuously complaining about men are trash." Um, and then the next day, I just thought it was a joke to my friend. And then the next day, God was like, no, write it down. And now, like, execute that. And I was like, But how, (laughs) long story short, I was like, okay, Jesus. So that same day, I created an Eventbrite, made an Instagram, and launched our first event um, where we had like six or seven people. uh, I think it was like six ladies come and just type, this is the vision God gave me. And hey, join me on this journey of preparing for godly marriage and planning your wedding by faith.
0: Wow. First of all, shout out to you for listening to God, because like, it's one thing to like hear, then listen, then do. So shout out to you for even doing that because right now, Operation Plan Your Wedding, you guys have had international meetings. It's not just, you know, New Jersey. Um, you're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hosted
1: an event in London in December, 2019, launched a wedding planner in March last year of 2020. And then did, you know, some virtual things where we were able to engage a larger audience. So trying to do more, um, sharing more, uh, you know, content in French and in English. Um, And so by God's grace, you know, by God's grace, we've been able to expand our network. Um, And that's thanks to the women who decided to just believe in the vision, whether that was a follow, a share, or like, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna bring a friend, you know?
0: Right, right. So you mentioned preparing preparing for anything is great, but what would you say is the importance of a woman preparing for marriage?
1: Yeah, I really love this question, Amanda, because um, I myself, I mean, I know it subconsciously, but you know, when I was, when you asked me this question, I said, wow, this is really good to articulate it really well. Um, And the first thing I say, it's the importance of a woman preparing herself for marriage is her ability to steward the blessing, in this case, marriage, um, will come from a place of enlightenment and knowledge. Um, We can pray to God, God, I want a new job. I want a new job. But if we're not preparing for that job, we're going to get there if God desires to place us there. But he's like, I know you're not equipped. So sometimes God actually delays some blessings for us because he's like, I want to equip you. So if you can just listen to my still small voice telling you to read that book, I'm talking to myself here, Um, (laughs) you know, reach out to that person fix your resume by the time the opportunity comes it's like opportunity and preparation in my opinion that's favor that's blessing that's God making it happen mm-hmm. um some people will say it's luck but it's the preparation that really allows God to showcase himself yeah and I believe we're partner with God in anything he's doing in our life. so we can't just sit back and be like God's gonna do it unless he tells you be still and know that I am God right then in some situations we'll sit back Um, But for marriage, it's a very active thing. And then another thing is that a woman who prepares herself for marriage is undergoing a process where she's being refined like gold. And gold is very beautiful. We all admire it. But the refinement process of gold, if you see, um, you know, uh, what is it called? I think is it uh, worksmith? I could be wrong here. Um, the I person like who is shirt? refining the gold,
0: mm-hmm. a
1: goldsmith, thank you. <laughs> a goldsmith, you know, refining the gold. When you see those videos on YouTube, you're like, This thing is painful. Like, God, if this is what you're doing to me, yes, it's pinning me. <laughs> you know, this is how I feel. But some days it's like, Yo, Jesus, you can stop banging me. I know you're trying to get my character right, but can I get some air? you know, can I get some cold water like they do to the gold? Because this is really painful and it's really hot in here. But at the end, the finished product is so much more beautiful than what it started out as. And lastly, um, a woman who's preparing for godly marriage prepares in advance for the battles that married couples married couples face. Um, and thanks to her relationship with God, but also the wisdom she obtains in this process, she is ready to go. Because Marriage is not just two, you know, people, uh, husband and wife, in this case, as Christians coming together to just be happily married, uh, to be married happily ever after. That's really cute. But the reality is it's a war zone mm-hmm. um, and God created, um, founded our, the earth and societies on two people, a couple, a family. And so if the enemy can do anything to destroy that he will do it. So it's a battleground. And so it's best to be prepared for the battles that come with it.
0: So that is so good. But, you know, I want to just piggyback off of that, because I am fully uh, in agreement with you when it comes to preparing oneself for marriage. But some would argue, how do you prepare for something that, you know, you haven't experienced? Like, how do you actually go about preparing yourself? That's such a good question.
1: And I don't, you know, I, I honestly see the point there. Um, and this is how I'd like to, to you know, tackle that question. So when we're prefer- when we're, like, going back to the example of a job, like when you're preparing to get a job and you've never really been in that role, but here they are asking for all these years of experience. And you know you don't have it. <laughs> You can still apply because they know not everybody's going to have the years of experience
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and so that might look like oh maybe you haven't dated as much you know for whatever reason maybe that's because god has placed you in a season of obscurity or you have never really understood how to date or for whatever reason you did date but it just never went well so you don't feel like you have enough experience to be like i can confidently go into a relationship and it can lead to marriage. So the best thing to do, in my opinion, is to glean from those who have been there. Um, and to learn from others, hence why networking is important when you're looking for a job. Having a mentor who's been in the field, or reading books from people who are doing what you're doing, or studying how other people got there, because they'll tell you, "Oh, look at people who who are there. See how they got there." Um, so in this case, look at married couples. Mm-hmm. See how how they're doing, and they don't always have to be the great couples. You know, you can look at a couple and be like, "Y'all are struggling," but let me assess what's happening here so I know how I don't want to repeat that and then let me take a couple where I feel like you guys are flourishing I might not know it all but let me see how you guys are at least able to get here and let me see what you guys are doing um so I'm gonna do some free shout outs a good book to read. Um, There's so many good books and a lot of us know them like Relationship Goals by Pastor Michael Todd or Relational Intelligence by Darius Daniels. But another good one is The Power of a Praying Wife. In that book, she shares so many prayers um, about how to pray for your husband but as someone who's single like myself reading that book actually opens my eyes to like wow this issue is going to be forefront in his life because for a man it's like these top three to four things are super important to him yeah. so while I'm thinking X, Y, and Z is important I'm learning from her a married woman like this is actually much more important to um husbands, and she's also you know, done her research from her community of women who are like, yeah, these top, these are the top three or four. So it's important to always look to those who've gone ahead of us um, and look at your own life. It's, it's also funny enough to think you can look at your life and say, God, where, what are the things that trigger me? Now, how do I overcome those triggers?
0: Um,
1: How do I understand people who have battled X, Y, and Z? Um, For example, the issue that, affects all of us is, you know, sexual immorality. And so that might look like masturbation, porn, um, Mm -hmm. these different things that we consume. um, And it's not limited, it's not solely, you know, an issue men deal with, women deal with it as well. So what does it mean to learn about a topic maybe that you don't battle with, but to help someone else overcome it and for you yourself to humble yourself and be like, God, I'm not battling with this issue, but should I have to deal with it? Please help me. Yeah, Yeah. So I'm going to live there.
0: That is so good. So T.C. was mentioning some books. I want to do a shameless plug and mention Before the Isle by Amanda (laughs) Adeboya. And um, also just to even go off what you said to um, add some practical advice to it as well is like, like you said, seek within yourself, but also counseling. Like, I think I don't care what kind of childhood you had, whether you had the best childhood ever. I think everyone should attend counseling um, for a specific amount of time because that brings out things in you that you may have not even known that you were struggling with, and um, that can help you prepare yourself because you know you're you're entering another person's life with a different bra- background, different upbringing. So just to be aware of that, and then also start forming healthy habits. Like if you want to be a wife a lot of responsibilities come with that. You know, um, are you ready to wake up early? Are you ready to cook? Are you ready to be a homemaker? You can do that now without having a husband, without having a boyfriend. You know, you can do that because those things are going to come. It doesn't matter how laid back your husband is. You know, you are still going to have to do some certain things. So I just wanted to add that as well. So thank you for that. So we spoke about yeah we spoke about um preparing, and you kind of touched on it, but what would you say would be like the dangers of not preparing?
1: Hmm. Um, so there there are so many ways to you know that there are so many dangers that we could mention, um but i'm I'm gonna go with so you can walk into the marriage either overly confident that you can handle the challenges of marriage, or you can enter the marriage with your knees buckling out of fear because you understand that you made a heavy slash loaded commitment before God to your spouse in the presence of many witnesses, lacking the armor to sustain you for the combats ahead. So I already, you know, kind of spoke to, you know, it's a war zone. So you you know the overly confident will arrive and be like, well, this is not how I thought it was going to go, mm-hmm. um, and so now you're dealing with a lot of questions, you know. Whereas some some taking some time to learn, um, taking time to ask um, effective and good questions might have helped you at least have an idea of what you're about to get yourself into. And now I think out of it all, let's say you decide, okay, um, I do prepare in terms of gaining knowledge, I think the, the, the most important part of the preparation process is actually surrendering to God and learn how, learning how to submit to God.
0: Yeah.
1: Because there are times that you're going to be very much right in an argument and God is just like, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Don't talk anymore. Ooh, <laughs> we like, don't want to hear that. No, <laughs> you know, and he's, and we're like, God, this man is about to walk into a hole or we're all about to go down as a family. Mm -hmm. It's a different thing if he was going alone, but as a family, God, and you want me to just hold you and, you know, be still and know that you are God. And he's like, yup. Um, So we can have the, the knowledge, right. To, to, be aware of the battles, but it's really God that helps us fight the battles because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So you're not fighting your spouse. No. Um, really you're fighting the powers that just don't want to see you guys in agreement no. because to bring disagreement is, is the key to the enemy. You know, that's how he got Adam and Eve. Yeah. They did not agree on a fundamental issue. One, because Adam didn't share it with her. So that's a. but also because, um, to cause division is to break what God has joined together, and the Bible says, "What God um, what God has joined together, let no man uh, put asunder." Mm-hmm. I hope I'm paraphrasing that properly. Um, so above all, it's not being able to have clear direction from God on how to manage the marriage.
0: And you know you what, what you care. said is spot on. I remember, I you know I can't remember where I've heard this, but a preacher said it, and um. He was saying a lot of people, you know, they'll see couples that were, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend 10, 12 years, and then perfectly fine. Then they get married. And then within a year later, they're divorced. And he was like, that 10 to 12 years, God wasn't in that, you know, there was no covenant. So the devil had no reason to attack. So the moment they joined themselves together under God. That's the moment that they came under attack. And some people, like you said, they they cannot withstand that attack. So like you said, it's very, very good to be spiritually um, prepared and, you know, like you said, put the armor on because it is going to be an attack. And when you are doing things the God way, the devil doesn't like that. So you do have to keep that in mind when you're moving forward with um, your marital plans. So I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. And so you, um, this year, 2021, you are holding something called the 2021 um, Class of Esther, right? Yeah. Can you just tell us about that? Because um, that's amazing. So can you just tell us what that is and just all the info? Okay. So the 2021
1: Class of Esthers um, was birthed, I'd say, June... 2019 I think and we I mean 2020 and we hosted the series it might have been May actually and we hosted the three days um, like fast in June or July and so I had some dreams where God was like over a course of time in you know God revealed to me a dream where um, some women were being called to go to like to go for a wedding as bridesmaids. And it reminded me of the story of the 10 virgins in um, Matthew 25. And there were many more women getting ready, but at that time three were called and then the others were told to like continue to prepare and get dressed and be prepared because the next limo was gonna come and pick them up to take them to the church for this wedding. Then in another dream, I saw... um, some women um, basically um, displaying a lot of sexual immorality um, with with certain types of men in the dream. And God took me to a place, I believe, I, I think it's in, I want to say Jeremiah. So long story short, God showed me there are women who are preparing, Mm-hmm. as they should, and then there were some who were fornicating against, like, you know, fornicating and committing adultery against God, um, like the way God described um, the daughters of Jerusalem um, at some point in scripture, where he was like, you're committing adultery um, against me,
0: Yeah.
1: and, right. sorry? Yeah, it's Jeremiah. Thank you, Jeremiah. So, so God placed on my heart, you have to host the event. So I did. Um, we had like at least maybe 15 women who joined yeah, I was from
0: part of that. That was really good.
1: You were, yes, I you were, you were there. I'm sorry. Cause the zoom boxes, there's so many, I couldn't even focus. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that was what, you know, led to that. And so then this year we're doing 40 days of consecration for self-discovery and why Esther? Esther is a queen in the Bible, mm-hmm. and her story is very unique because she was taken amongst, like, let's say, 2,000 women from all these different, um, you know, um, areas of a kingdom, let's say, countries within a kingdom to be to contest, really, to be queen. Wow. And she's a Jew, so she's a child of God. Um, her people have a covenant relationship with God and she's undercover to be queen. And so a lot of women, godly women feel like, yo, there's so many women out there that this guy, God has for me, whoever, whether they know him or not, he has options, Lord. And I'm the one who's trying to do it like the way you want me to, but I am one out of like, it feels like one out of many. So I feel very much alone and isolated in this process. And God is like, I need you to go on a preparation process with me because I'll make you queen. Um, It's not actually because he crowns you. It's because I crowned you. So thus he crowns you. The guy, the man um, crowns you queen um, and decides to choose you because I will open his eyes to you. So the process of Esther is one that I really admire because... Unfortunately, we don't hear too much of her thoughts about the process. We hear the story of her process, which means we don't have too much insight to how she experienced it. Um, but one thing for sure we can um, speculate is that Esther must have had a lot of heart attacks in the sense that, God, I'm here on faith. My uncle is also like, sis, you can do Here I am. It's 12 months. I'm on a 12-month journey, and there is no sign that I can be queen. Mm -hmm. But somehow miraculously, in the end, she does become queen. And I believe that's not because she was the most beautiful. That's not because she was the most perfect. But because God had already said you will be queen. So come what may, I will make you queen and he will have to submit to my authority over your life. Because in the end, I want you to deliver my children. Right. So there's always purpose after the marriage. Like we don't just go into a marriage and we're happy. He's like, no, there's purpose for why you're there. And so kingdom partnership, kingdom um, marriage is so important to God. And he's like, I have queens that I want to send out on earth, but are they ready? And are they willing? So as Operation Plan Your Wedding, we are here to, by God's grace, cultivate those women to be queens and recognize, hey, you you are a queen. So you have to move different and you have God backing you up so when he says it he's going to back you up you just have to keep your head in the game and stay focused and we're here to help you on your journey
0: wow that is so good like I don't even know where to start from because um I think one of the one things that stick out to me about Esther's story is the time of preparation for Mm -hmm. us that is the time that most of us get discouraged and kind of just um we kind of quit and we go to things that we know that we really don't have any business. And like you said, she had to prepare for a year. And for us, you know, our year may be, you know, five years for some of us, or, you know, one year or however long it is, but that is a time to really focus because think about it once you're married, like you're married forever. Right. So take that time out before and, you know, really prepare yourself, prepare your heart and your mind, because, again, all the thoughts thoughts that Esther may have been having, but I'm sure she never would have been known that she would be the one um, mm. to, to yeah. save the Jews. But, and she was, that's how God used her. So I'm so grateful for that. And so grateful that you are using that to also encourage women in this generation, because again, um, it's <laughs> it's different times and we may think it's different temptations or different feelings, but truly, we are all experiencing the same type of thing. So to have that group of women to be able to encourage each other and to share the story with one another and the journey, it really is just good. So shout out to you for that. Um, If you could just leave young adult women or women, you know what, I don't even wanna say young adult because from little girls, you know, we need to have a specific mindset and that mindset would actually help us in our young adulthood. So what message would you just leave us with as far as like encouragement?
1: Um, I think what, so I will speak from my recent um, place with God in terms of things I'm learning. And I think I'd love to encourage every woman listening that you, you are not just a woman. Mm. Because there comes the time you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, apart from my sexual organ, what else makes me a woman? And you have to then see yourself from God's perspective to understand um, what it means to be a woman and why he created women. Woman. And in the Bible, after the only two beings called helpers is the Holy Spirit and a woman. Wow. Eve was made to be a helpmeet. Um, and we often think, oh, helper, that means you're not important. And it's like, no, very much important. And there's so much power to the divine way, the divine makeup of women that it's important to see ourselves as we're not just women, we are queens. And there's power in our existence. And um, God uses us to birth so many things, you know. There's, of course, everybody knows like if, somebody, if if a woman has sperm in her, she's capable of birthing a child. That's generations of generations of generations to come. That's legacy. And so there's so many things God is trying to build in us, but we're so concerned about how the world perce- perceives us that we forget we're not just women. We're more than that. And so it's empowered to, it's, it's important to stay in that place of power and say, God, you made me a woman for a reason. Although the world is trying to force me to believe that I'm not important, although the world is trying to make me believe that I don't have, you know, power or staying power to exist in this society, I know why you've created me and helped me stay anchored to the reason why you have me here on earth, because it's beyond me. It's not just for me, my family, my kids, my husband. It's for generations and generations to come. And women are deliverers. I mean, if you look through the Bible, there's so many women who are deliverers, but to be able to do all of this, you need faith. Mm. You need faith in God and in his son, Jesus Christ, because though, having faith in God, your creator, and then the fact that he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for your sins so that you can navigate this life with ease is so important to be able to access this life of freedom of, I'm a queen, you know, I'm not just a woman. And so there's so much more to me, even beyond marriage. Marriage is a great, um, a great medium to achieving purpose on a greater level, because the Bible says, um, you know, um, two is better than one. Well, no, the Bible does not say that. So one would chase a thousand and two would chase 10,000. That's what the Bible says. The world says two is better than one. But even if you're not married, God still has so many amazing things that he wants to do in your life. And for some people, they're like, Hey, marriage is not for me. And they know that. And it's like, yo, focus on what God is giving you right now. Cause he wants to use us amazingly. And we should stop waiting for the world to give us platforms. God has given us ideas and he's like, can you birth them? So you have to go by faith.
0: Ooh, you are speaking to me. Um, <laughs> I needed this. I needed this, but girl, you are right. The Bible does say two are better than one, but um, I know it's, it's a lot, but um, I appreciate everything that you just said, everything that you've just poured into us, because again, we need it. Women, we need it. Let's continue to share our story continue to uh, share our journey with one another. And if you can, again, just share your social media so people can get connected with you and stay up to date on what you have coming up.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we have a website under construction in Jesus' name, okay?
0: <laughs> but on
1: Instagram, huh? I said, I can't wait. Exactly. <laughs> but on Instagram, um, you can follow us at Operation PYW. Um, Operation PYW. Also check us out on Eventbrite. Um, You can search up OPYW so you can find um, our latest events. We will be active on Instagram soon. We're just taking a break, Um, but I am so grateful to Amanda for being a big supporter of Operation Plan Your Wedding. Um, Honestly, the way we met is a miracle, and I'm always grateful to have you a part of my, my godly group of sisters.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, I love what you're doing. So I'll always be there to support in the ways that I can. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing everything that you've shared with us. You guys know that you can always follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram or send an email to chick at gmail.com. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.